The following program is intended for mature audiences. Warmest aloha, sir. Hey, Holly. Hi. Holly to you, too. He's so Holly, he doesn't even know he's Holly. I'm tempted to say menehune. Like Hawaiian leprechauns. <laughs> or chipmunks or something. What's wrong with that turtle? He has lung problems because he smoked too much turtle weed, which is bad for you, right, Ola? Hawaii has a big future. I, I, I want to become a part of it. I know every angel of these islands. I'm like a good tourist guy. What we're about to say. See, we're on a mission. Trying to find a way. If you and me make a guarantee. And welcome to Living the Aloha Life, podcasting Pono on the 808. 
I'm the poor man. And I'm Dr. Aloha. And we just came into Sunday's Manoa Hula Lady. We're going to continue this as we did last week. These ones are going to be a little newer songs. Mm, I really enjoyed them. Yeah, are they good? Time. Yeah. And this is a band that no one has heard of and um, that we haven't played at all. So it's good to have it in the last one and in this podcast. Love it. But this podcast is going to be about many reasons why not to move to Hawaii, where last week is about all the wonderful reasons to move. Wait, so more than 10 again? It's going to be like (laughs) 16. Again. Yeah, exactly. So before we get into it, we're going to, and before we get into some of the news, which we only have a few stories today, but it is a bunch of birthdays, and we want to celebrate Pete's, Nicole's, and Michelle's birthday. Yeah. And this has happened over, what, like the last week or two, right? Yes. And we're trying to just put them all together. <laughs> happy birthday right? to everyone. So, happy birthday. All right. And if you're on... Happy birthday. And if you're on our Facebook group... Aloha Louie is Pete. Correct. Just in case people don't know. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because the patrons get a special Facebook group. Yeah. And Nicole is celebrating in California. Oh, right. She's been posting some beautiful pictures. Yeah. The places that she goes to are so gorgeous. They really are. Yeah. I bet you the the water's a lot colder there, though. Uh, True, Especially in the lakes. Like, it's completely clear, beautiful blue water. And it's crystal clear, but I can't imagine how cold it is. I've noticed she's wearing, like, long sleeves and pants. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and Michelle, whatever you did, I hope you had a wonderful birthday. All right. So, uh, first news, we're going to get into news right now. Nothing, you know, too crazy. Well, this is kind of crazy. Too horrible. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so right now, um, Kilauea has been erupting. And the crater name? You can try it. Nope. <laughs> Hale ma'u ma'u. There we go. <laughs> because I had gotten it wrong last time. I was saying Hale, m- what was I saying? Mau Mau. Mau Mau, yeah. So you just exactly. forgot the Okina. Yeah, I You're close. Up. You're I close. Up. I screwed up. Um, yeah, so it's been erupting. And right before we went on the air, there was a 4.6 earthquake that was uh, on the big island. And I assume that's from Kilo- the Kilauea volcano erupting. I'm assuming. Oh, was it? We don't know. I mean, I would assume so, too. It said yeah. like 300 people felt it or something. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been going off. It's been going off for over a week now. And um, so if you're either on the Big Island or on one of the islands and you want to go see the eruption of the lava, go Big Island. Have you seen the pictures? They're stunning. They're beautiful. They're I gorgeous. Get, I get so excited. I love watching the volcanoes erupt. I know. Pete, Pete might be like, oh, <laughs> man, why, why am I not on the Big Island I right know. now? Oh, geez. So, yeah, so that's interesting, and uh, it's interesting that there's quakes right now. Now, at the same time, what's so crazy, and it's something that I have done a lot of research on and reading about in the past, but the Canary Islands right now uh, are having an eruption that's even way bigger than Kilauea right now. Yeah, it is crazy if you look up the Canary Islands right now. Wow. Now, the thing is with the Canary Islands is they are at one point, I think they're off. I think the Canary Islands off the coast of Africa, so it's toward the east coast of the United States. Okay, so anyways, so the Canary Islands and Kilauea here in Hawaii eventually could possibly run into the same problem, and that is a shelf collapse. 
So we were, we were um, they were just discussing that with the Canary Islands because they're getting huge earthquakes right now too, and their slope is much less safe than Kilauea is right now. So you know we always talk about tsunamis and 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 how if an uptick in the plates, tectonic plates shift, you can only manage about a hundred foot tsunami from a mass uptick in the plates. However, how we get these mega tsunamis is from depending like a slope or a collapse or a slide of a volcanic crater, those are the ones that create the thousandth foot tsunami, the mega tsunamis. That's really scary. It's very scary. You know, yeah. it's funny, um, David, our friend, but your friend, mm-hmm, David, mm-hmm. he once in a while randomly messages me. And before all this happened, he was messaging me about how Big Island is like the one island that's due for um, like a slide that causes like the ridges and the huge yeah. mountain ranges. So that has happened before to the Big Island. Well, not like it's happened on all the other islands, he said. No. He was like sending me a lot of information on it, which is kind of cool. And then it's crazy because now this is all happening. I know. So it, so <laughs> what I remember talking to Dave about that too, and it was about talking about how, uh, you know, the one that you, what you just said, a major collapse should be happening at some point, but they just don't know if it's going to happen within the next hundred years or the next thousand years. Right. Likely it won't be in our lifetimes. Well, but I, hope, I hope not. Yeah, but you never know. <laughs> right. And the same thing is with the Canary. Now, the Canary volcano, um, a bigger shelf would collapse, I believe, than Kilauea. So you're talking about anywhere. You're talking about the entire east coast of the United States getting a twelve to 1,400 foot tsunami. That's so scary. It is. It is so scary. But the only the only saving grace is that it has to go across the Atlantic. So there's a little time. <laughs> Whereas if Kilauea collapsed, we have 20 minutes. I know that's really scary. So that <laughs> Maui is doomed. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's. But what that's, about Oahu? Um, Oahu would be doomed too. But at least we would get 20 minutes. Where Maui would to have like what, five though? to ten. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, I think what you would have to do if there was a, first of all, right, it's going to, we're going to have almost no time. So the sirens are going to go off within probably five minutes of a collapse. And then the only thing, I, I would hope to God that all the resorts, like the people who run the hotels, have a plan in place. And sadly, the only plan in place would be get to the highest floors. Yeah, I know. Now, depending on the size of the mega tsunami and the weight behind it, Unfortunately, if they're a little bit older constructed resorts, that type of size wave could knock them over. Oh my God. Yes. That's really scary. Yeah. So only the newest and strongest resorts, the newer ones, would probably sustain that type of hit. So it's scary. What's even stupider, and I was talking about it the other day, is um, in EVA, is where the um, tsunami warning system, the whole bases and the electric grid is like after pearl harbor it's like right in between there that's right you were talking about this <laughs> what what's yeah they're both at the lowest parts like very really low parts of the island so they'll get wiped away you're they're saying. gonna get completely destroyed <laughs> we're gonna have no power grid no ports uh. and the tsunami warning system the whole entire alert system will be wiped out so they would actually not know when that second wave is coming wonderful so it's a real it's a good disaster coming if that ever happens we're we're really screwed so <laughs> and our plan is our plan is to stay where we're at okay that's it because we're well over a thousand feet no i know so I know. we would be safe but I, I would i don't i honest to god the last thing you want to do in within 20 minutes is getting your car and try to drive somewhere that would be a disaster yeah so you definitely want to get as high as you can in whatever 
building you're in or if there's a mountain right behind you 10 minutes away get up there with your car if you can manage it if you can go from the water up to like let's say you're in hawaii Kai, and you're living on the marina you got to get the hell out of yeah, there you're yeah, dead yeah. you are dead so you have to get up to mariner's ridge yeah something like that scary yeah stuff. i know it's scary stuff so let, i don't know how we got into all this but that's I pretty know, that, but that's but hopefully fun. it's edu- educated educated <laughs> yeah okay now uh noah uh has banned swimming with dolphins in hawaii and I mean, I'm kind of happy about it. I know there's negatives. Yeah. What do you think of that? I think it's good because I just, I feel bad for any wildlife, marine life. Like I don't, they don't want to be chased by humans no. and boats and snorkelers and photographers. And I just, I've always felt bad and I don't have a problem with people being out in the ocean swimming and being around them yeah but i have a problem with people chasing them that's how i feel this was inevitable we kind of felt that this was coming at some point yeah uh, we kind of had a feeling because they were starting to limit uh how many businesses could actually do these um excursions with dolphins and they it's down to like three or four now so all those three although those three or four businesses will be harmed from it i i'm hoping that they'll be able to find other things to do snorkeling Maybe going to see the whales and things like that. And, yeah. you know, if dolphins are around, dolphins are around and they get to see them too. They just can't advertise that this is like dolphin excursions. Right. Don't so go th- chasing after yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think small business will be able to figure it out. Obviously, you know, it's, I think they're going to lose some business. But the, the problem I'm having with all this is you can't swim with dolphins in the wild. Uh, why are we allowed to capture dolphins and swim with them not in the wild no i totally agree so i mean we shouldn't be totally okay so we shouldn't be doing that i think if anything if you happen to be blessed and you're swimming out in the open ocean and you see a pot of dolphins oh did i tell you um tour the other day whole i would say about 50 dolphins at uh spitting caves no way the guests saw that it was amazing it was amazing it was in that and it's funny because we don't usually see uh that many in a pod go into Monolua Bay into Hawaii Kai and it, they were going right that way. I wonder why I've never seen dolphins there. It's always like usually on the west side. Right. So we were very shocked but as soon as I saw some I thought it, I was looking and looking and I'm like is that a monk seal? And then I saw another one and I go there's no way there's more than one monk seal right there. And then all of a sudden boom 50. I, we, wow. we counted like 50 of them. That's so cool. Yeah so it was really cool. So um, if yeah, you can see them. Gift. Yeah so if you can see them in the wild that's great you know and if you're actually in the water and they come around you that's, that's okay. a blessing too. It's that's wonderful. okay. Yeah. Yeah, but not. But seeing them in captivity, the thing is, is like people. So many people want to educate themselves, or or it's good that they are educated about dolphins, and I think that's the only single thing going for the the captive dolphins. Yeah. Like that's their excuse. Like the ones who are running those things, that's their excuse. Well, it's education. And it's true. Because but people won't get the opportunity to ever see a dolphin. I know, and especially kids like yeah. learning about dolphins, yeah. and I get it, but I just, my heart goes out to those poor dolphins. It does, but you know, I actually, when I first moved to Hawaii, I did do Dolphin Quest. I've never done it. Okay, so I did it, and I, when I did it and experienced it, it was like being high. It was an amazing experience, and in the wild, you may have an opportunity to get kind of that close. But more than likely, you will never have an opportunity to actually feel a dolphin. And the way a dolphin feels is like vinyl leather. It was an amazing feeling that I can't comprehend. And I would never be able to explain what that feels like if someone, to- you know, if someone says, oh, it feels like, it, they feel like leather vinyl. I wouldn't know what the hell that means. But now I know, and it's, that's an, I would never think by looking at them 
that they would have felt like that. I would think they would be slippery and wet and very sleek. It's not, not like that. It's not so like that. So you know what? I have done it. I've just never done it here in Hawaii. I didn't do okay. Dolphin Quest. Okay. But when I was in the Bahamas with my best friend, we did it, but it was different. And the reason I was okay with it is because the dolphins were actually, they lived out in the open ocean. Okay. And I don't know how they did it, but I think they like, they knew to come for their fish or mm. something. Like they mm. knew they're on a schedule. And they came, but they were always out in the open ocean, so I didn't feel like as bad about it, I guess. Yeah. Um, because in my head, I was like, well, they can always swim away if they want to. <laughs> so there's a movie, The Cove, that many people will either talk about or they they don't want to watch it because it kind of tells you the the, the uh, history of what Japan has done. Oh, I, and yeah. I know, but it also talks about how they take out the ones that they feel is right to go into aquariums and things like that it's just a hard it's it's probably one of the most horrible things you you could watch but they talk but the guy who's the main character the main uh, person in it he goes to the place like bahamas and okay. they're out in the wild in the open ocean yeah and how it's, does it work then supposedly the way it looked like it was working for them is it's a huge part of the open ocean but in the end there is a fence area. Oh, no way. So they're not really in the open ocean. Oh, I'm not telling the ones that you did aren't. Well, but I'm just saying what we saw, what I saw in the movie. It might be like that. I don't but know. It's fr but it was friggin' huge. Yeah. So if anything, if anything, if this is the way you educate, I think that's a good way to do it's it. It's the best way to do that's it. That's the best way to do it. But not the way they do it here. No, now, I agree. Kahala is a good size pool, but that is nothing compared to the size of what dolphins travel on a daily basis so that's i still don't believe that's right even though it's beautiful and it looks nice and it's reasonable size yeah. it's still not anything close to how big it should be no i agree yeah. so anyway the dolphin that i got to swim with his name was mickey and he gave me a big kiss and i'll never forget it <laughs> <laughs> okay fantastic i just i mean it was many years ago and i remember it so vividly <laughs> So the things I don't like is if you go in the water with them and you get to touch them and you get to see them go by and everything like that, um, what they, as far as I can remember, what they didn't do with us is they don't let you hold on to them and let them, and, and then they drag you around. Mm -hmm. I believe that's like the most demeaning, disrespectful thing you can do to dolphins. So if you happen to get into a situation where you can actually swim with dolphins, be in them, but they're in an open big area and they say, oh, go ahead, you can hold on and they'll drag you around. Just respectfully say you know no thank you yeah. because that's not a respectful thing to do with dolphins they really don't want to drag you around i don't think so <laughs> so although they give you the option to do that just touching them and feeding them and being in their presence should be enough for you um don't you know don't make them do those things i agree yeah, yeah. and hey before we move on maybe you can explain this because you're pretty knowledgeable about it but if you do happen to just be swimming you know out on the west side in the ocean early morning and you see some dolphins out there or whatever um how do you know or maybe if you're out on a snorkel boat and you see them um talk about their sleep schedule and their resting and how you know if you're like disturbing them or not yeah well i mean in, in the earlier in the, in the late well in the early early morning hours you know they're resting at the bottom of the ocean they're swimming around in little groups they're not really doing a lot of mobile stuff kind of like bees you know like they're not really active mm -hmm. and that's when it's like an opportunity for you to get down there and disturb them so they don't you want don't wanna, you to bother them then so i don't know well, none of us do know but Obviously, from what the patterns are, you don't want to disturb them while they're resting. Just like you don't want to disturb a seal if they're on the beach 
or you don't want to disturb a turtle when they're resting on the beach too. So right. the dolphins are in that situation where you don't want to really disturb them. And that's what I think these laws are being put into effect for because they don't want you to disturb them when they're trying to relax before they go out into the open ocean and start feeding. Gotcha. So if you do see them in that situation, don't go to the bottom of the ocean and try to hang out with them and try to touch them. You know, look at them from the top of the water like you would snorkeling and just look at them down below. If they come up to you, they come up to you. Great, yeah, fantastic. Exactly. But don't don't you know, don't go going don't go after, after them. Yeah, don't let them come to you. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Okay, what do we got next? Okay, nine species went extinct this week in Hawaii. Eight of them were birds and one of them was a plant. And unfortunately, no other state in the country has had more species go extinct than Hawaii, and that's really a shame. That is a shame, um, but we did mo- recently update that, uh, I think we both looked, we both saw this, do we both see this, that it was confirmed yeah. that there was a plant listed extinct, um, that it's not extinct. So I'm wondering if it's that one plant they said was extinct, and then they found it on Kauai recently. So... I saw the article too. I don't know. It didn't specify the if it kihi, was the, same one. the kihi fern. Right. It didn't yeah. specify, but I, yeah, it's very possible. Yeah, they said it went extinct on Big Island, but they said now they're seeing it in the mountainous regions of Kauai. So, you know, it's funny. Like some species, you will think like if you haven't seen them for like 10, 20 years, th- that they're extinct, but then they just show up out of the blue it's 10 years later. Really like wild. what is up with that? Yeah. Really, there's some species we've never found, and they've already gone extinct, and we've never knew they've even existed. That's probably true. <laughs> so it's just crazy how that works. But um, when it comes to Hawaii and um, species extinction and all that, uh, a lot of it is because humans. We're 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 the worst invasive species in Hawaii, and then it's all the species that we brought here to create more extinctions. You know, we don't, we always talk about, I talked about this before, we always talk about like the Jackson chameleon and and the invasive snail that kills the local snail and all this stuff. Well, how'd that stuff get here? We brought it here. (laughs) We brought the mongoose. We brought the rat. We brought all these things from boats and all this other stuff. All this stuff would have to either fly or swim here. And that's, that would be almost impossible. So, except for bird species. So yeah, I mean, we need to start looking at ourselves a little more than actually saying we have to get rid of the Jackson chameleon. We have to kill them all. I know. How about you? Ju- I know. If you want to start off with killing the Jackson chameleon, how about you just leave Hawaii? Yeah. Because really. that would be the best way to start. <laughs> oh no, it's true though. People don't think about the repercussions, I guess, no. when they bring over mongoose or whatever. Like exactly. Obviously, it's going to change everything. They brought over the uh, the toad. Oh, yeah, the cane, the yeah, cane, the cane toe, toe, which is to awful. Get, yeah, to get rid of something else. Oh. I mean, it just goes down and down and down that every species they bring here, it may take care of something, but it causes three more problems. Exactly. You know, so anyways. Uh, Hawaii retailers warn of possible supply shortages and higher shipping costs due to the growing crisis uh, across the mainland and Asia. Uh, due to COVID issues, employment, and infrastructure problems. Uh, We've been talking about this. This is something that's going to only get worse. Uh, They said it could last up to 2023, which is just, that's That's just scary. That's, that's, that's scary. That's absolutely scary. Um, We don't know exactly what is going to be the issue. Is it going to be toilet paper again? Is it going to be this? Is it going to be, we don't know what the issue is exactly going to be, but it's a lot of stuff coming from Asia, coming in here. Um, one of my friends from California just uh, told me that he was flying into California and he saw hundreds, hundreds of shipping containers sitting in the open ocean waiting. Like f- as he was landing in LA. Okay. And I'm like going, it, this is legit then. This isn't some made up fear mongering. 
So this is scary. Like, yeah, I just, don't know. I don't know what is holding back these shipping containers from just going into the port. What, what's the problem? I don't, under, I don't know exactly what the issue is. Is it, is it because I've heard from truckers. Truckers have said they've been sitting for weeks waiting to pack up their trucks and there's nothing there. So they're just sitting around. And then you have containers not able to come in because there's not enough employees there because some of them refuse to get the um, vaccine. So they don't have enough workers to... I did hear that the worker, lack yeah. of workers was a big problem. So, and then obviously there's always going to be problems with China. And most of the products that come in are coming from China. I don't know if they're doing this on purpose because we have problems with China right now. But there's a lot of things that may delay a lot of stuff. And what's scarier even more is the word is that the pack that the containers that were costing six thousand dollars coming in from Asia uh, are costing thirty thousand dollars. That's really scary. That's S- even yeah. That's y- even scarier to me. Yeah, that's like saying that if you're buying something for a dollar right now, it's going to be three dollars. Yeah. That is wh- that's like oh my god. So we have to go do a Costco run with, with Hawaii <sighs> prices already. I, I mean know. I know. I know. So and then to top it off, USPS. Did you hear about that? Oh my god. So they're slowing down their mail. Um, delivery to save they're trying to save a lot of money and also they're increasing their costs of shipping so they're and that started already oh trust me i'm going to tell you an example of that oh. so so not only is it getting more expensive you're paying more money for things to go slower yeah exactly but can someone explain that to me no well because they're trying to um they have a deficit they're trying to make up well, why is it costing more money i don't no, Shouldn't it cost they're, less they're if it's going to get there? They're jacking up the cost on Jesus purpose to God. make more money because I guess they need to. It's horrible. I was trying to figure out why. Mind you, I do certain things. I like to send out my bills. I like to write checks yeah. and send out my bills. Well, remember I was telling you, you about. You better do it earlier now. Okay. Remember I was telling you about why my checks weren't showing up? Yeah. This has been happening for over a month now. If this is this whatever this thing that we're talking about right now has already been happening, like you said. It's, it's been happening since last month because my shit's been showing up weeks late. Oh no! You're talking about a goddamn piece of mail. You're talking about an envelope with a stamp on it showing up a week or two later than it should. That's not the packages that are supposed to be showing up later. Yeah. So what the hell's going on here? So if everybody hasn't started their sh- Christmas shopping, you better get on that because you ain't <laughs> gonna get your stuff by Christmas. So get on that now, guys. So yeah, and also just stack up on whatever you can stack up on the, the you know the you know canned goods, toilet paper, whatever the things that you think you guys you are gonna need uh, coming up the holidays because we don't know. Don't start the panic. No, shopping. I'm not starting the panic shopping, but I'm being honest. First, when is it gonna get to you? Second, how much more is it gonna cost in three months? So you may want to get a little bit of it right now. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Okay. What we got? Tourism has sunk to 35% occupancy. This is crazy. Yeah, because this summer it was 90%. So 95%. And this is a result of, I guess, a couple of things, but mostly Governor Ige asking tourists not to come during September and October, at least. And then the vaccine passport yeah. program went into effect. It's like a double whammy. Yeah, so September 13th for two months till November 13th but it's been a double whammy of people not being here and people not going out as much because of the vaccine pass right right um the thing about this is though you know at the height of you know the great season we had over summer was 50,000 people coming in today in a day between 40 and 50,000 now we're at 10 to 15,000 people now you got no business now we have no business anywhere it doesn't matter what business you have I don't have g business I mean I'm, I'm doing 
I was going, well, I don't want to get into it, but I, it was just going friggin' amazing, and now it's almost nothing. Yeah, so crazy. it's tough. It's a huge difference. And but we, but we do have good news to report that our cases have gone down significantly. Oh yeah, I so, mean, <laughs> we're in a really good spot right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know exactly what helped to it. I'm not having tourism here probably helped because we we don't have another thirty, forty thousand people coming in a day. Right. So I'm sure that helped to cases coming down. So if we're this low now, I know the governor is going to come out this Friday and update us on what the deal is with because the cases have come down so dramatically. So just to update people, like today was like around 90 cases. That's impo- that's that's unimaginable. Right. Because yesterday we had like... 2,000 a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we had like 16 to 1,700, I don't know, two, three weeks ago. And now we're down to 100, but we had two or 300. We've, had, we've been averaging, I believe, 300 a day. Right. And all of a sudden today it was down to 100. Let's see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, we don't know. It could we don't know exactly. <laughs> but still, overall, it's coming down because the mayor said that as soon as it gets under 200 cases a day, and we have the seven-day average of under 200 cases a day, everything's going to hopefully start to open up again, and the governor will come out and give a date on when he believes travel should return. But as far as I know now, I think he's going to come out Friday and discuss that. Okay. So this Friday we may know when Hawaii is going to reopen. We'll see. Yeah, I, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I give up with whatever. I know. It's you impossible know, to predict yeah, anything. We've been pretty good on everything, but that the Delta variant, I never saw that coming. We never saw no, that coming. Oh, no way. So, you know, we'll see what happens. All right. So, we have a new patron, Des and Ben, and they messaged us, and we really want to thank you for becoming a patron. Yeah, so really quickly, now we yeah. have two Desirees, yeah. and they're both spelled exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Which That's is strange, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's very unique names. Very unique, but yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so this is from Des. Aloha. I just wanted to say a quick mahalo for all that you guys have done. My husband and I are preparing to move to Hawaii in a couple of years, and I can't express enough how helpful your podcasts have been. You and Amanda have brought up the realities of living on the beautiful islands, good and bad, and have really helped calm my nerves, as this will be a big move for us as a young couple. Becoming a patron is the least we could do, and I'm so excited to listen to the extra content as well. Mahalo again, and Malama Puno, Des and Ben. I love it. So, yeah, you guys have about 70 podcasts to catch up on. (laughs) A lot of work ahead of you. Yeah, and I had sent an email to her uh, saying that, you know, let's just be honest, the uh, patron-only podcasts are a little more real and a little more raw. They definitely are. <laughs> they're not as filtered. Yeah, they're not as filtered. Like this, the, you know, today is obviously a free show once again. It's a little more filtered. We're a little more, you know, careful with what we talk about and what we say. Um, but once you become a patron, you get really deep into it. And <laughs> we're just so... True feelings. Real. <laughs> I mean, we're real with this one too, but I mean, no, it's true. We just go a little overboard sometimes <laughs> with the patrons. <laughs> we have yeah, fun yeah, with yeah. it. But um, yeah, so if you guys have any questions uh, that we can answer, it seems like you guys are gonna possibly move here in a couple of years. Um, start asking those questions. Uh, go back and listen to all the patron-only shows. I'm sure we have a lot of the shows that can answer a lot of questions that you prob- probably have had. 
and want to ask. So go back, listen to those, and then if you still have questions or anything that we can help you guys with, just let us know and we'll do whatever we can for you. And let us know more details about you. Why are you moving here? Um, where are you looking to move? What are your jobs? Whatever you're comfortable telling us, and we can use that information to help you. Yeah, and then we can discuss that on the show and also help others. Yeah, for sure. Which is what we love to do. Yep. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. We're going to get into the 10 reasons not to move to Hawaii. That's going to be end up being more than 10 reasons. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one of the ones that uh, Amanda is, you know, has a lot of issues. Well, we all do, but it, it affects her too. Uh, far away from family and friends. Yeah. How do you feel about this one? It's really the hardest thing about living here for me. It yeah. truly is. I mean, and COVID has really exacerbated that for me because... Um, well, luckily, my dad and stepmom and aunt, uncle, and cousin had come just a few weeks ago and visited. And it was the first time I'd seen them, well, my parents, since Christmas 2019 before COVID, you know? Yeah. And I still haven't seen my mom since, you know, before COVID. So that is really hard for me. I'm super close to my family. Yeah, this has been one of the hardest things for uh, me, too. Um, you know, last time I saw my parents was shoots two three years ago um and then the COVID obviously has really screwed everything up and my dad had been sick and i wish i could have been around during that time but my brother had gone back home you know because business was really picking up this summer so yeah you didn't um, have any free time no no and you know just not you know be living in hawaii for so long uh when you get grandparents also when they get older to the age where they cannot travel it's up to you to go back and see them and you know we had i had gone me and my brother had gone back to visit my grandmother before she passed away i believe it went back in september and october and she passed away in january uh we weren't able to go back and and and, and go to her wake or her funeral or anything yeah. so we saw her when she was still at the best of her life we went out, got lobster, clams, all those kind of things. You know, she was still doing great. She had all her senses together. And, um, you know, so you have to limit yourself on what you can do, what you can't do. You can't go back a million times during the year to see them all the time. And you have to figure out when's the best time of the year to go back. And, and you know, some of the... So I know a lot of people that in the end, uh, they could not stay in Hawaii because they missed their friends and family so much. More their family. Um, I'm okay with my friends. I only got one asshole back home. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I miss my <laughs> that friends. That calls me at three in the morning drunk, I so know. I don't really care anymore about that I situation. Know, I know, but, um, but he loves you. Yeah, I know, I know. I have a really <laughs> good friend. But we have to get David on the show one of the, I, you know, his name's Conti, so we call him Conti, but we have to get him on the show one of the times. We do. He's going to be, be drunk or high or something, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see how he, see how that show goes out. Um, but yeah, so family is really missed because, you know, as you get older, you know, you look back at all the memories that you've had with your family, and then when you move far away from them, you, you, you don't have the ability to continue those memories. You know what I mean? Those moments that yeah. you so cherished when you were younger. So, I f you know, for me, and I think for anybody who lives here that it does not have family down the street from them, you feel that you're missing out on something. And I, I do. It's just... Yeah, when you think about them, it's a lonely feeling. I mean, it's hard to not be around your family. It is. Yeah, and, and my closest friends back home, too. I mean, you just watch the distance grow between you, and you don't want that to happen, but it happens, you know? Oh, it's that's inevitable. I mean, I, I mean, you know, the first five years I moved out here, I had a lot of friends from back home. And now I'm down to a handful yeah. because it's just they, over time, people forget about you. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> 
They just do. They just simply forget about you, and it's unfortunate. But out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it is. So that is uh, that's a top one, uh, being far away from family and friends. It's truly the hardest for me. Yeah. Okay, we're going to get into a real good one now. What do we have? Incompetent and criminal leadership in Hawaii. Unfortunately, <laughs> it really happens because nobody's overlooking anything here. There's no responsibility here in Hawaii whatsoever for anything. No accountability. Well, there's the, well, right. Well, no one's response. Like everyone puts on, puts, so no one blames themselves. It's like even if something was their fault, they'll blame somebody, something. They'll blame the lava. They'll blame <laughs> a, a, a friggin', a, a, they'll blame a, a, a pigeon. They'll blame whatever they can other than themselves for their own mistakes. And that is a, accountability is a big problem here. And that goes with incompetence because if you don't start taking responsibility for some things, you're just going to continue to be incompetent. Yeah. And no one's held responsible for anything, and that continues incompetence. Uh, criminal behavior is off the roof. I've never been part of a state in my life that has more criminal activity in leadership, legislature, and, 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 and from the police to this to that to everything here. Now, there's, of course, there's great people and all that. There's great people and all that. Of course. But there's a lot of but bad. when you there's see a, the people There's who a lot of bad people. Go to jail for criminal activity oh here God. who are in leadership positions. <laughs> it, it blew my mind I mean, when I moved here. I had no idea that stuff was happening here. I'll tell you, if it wasn't for the <laughs> F it wasn't for the federal government, the FBI, come in, and I'm not a big, great person. I don't really like, like the FBI either. But if it was not for the FBI coming in here and do its secret investigations of what's going on here, I don't know who would be in jail right now. <laughs> I mean, this, this is, you know, this is like the good old boy days over here. And how much is probably not even caught? I, there's way too much that's never caught. I mean, I, I, I just don't know what's going on here. But if you guys, you know, can't stand incompetence and criminal behavior and, and you see that no <laughs> one's being held accountable for it, you will lose your mind here. It is a very frustrating feeling. Yeah, you will lose your mind. Okay, we have the highest cost of living in the country yet the lowest wages this is such a frustrating one and i feel like we harp on this all the time but it's really true well this is part of the top 10 not to come yeah it's really true and it makes life stressful even though we live in paradise this is the one major stressor i feel like finances <laughs> i mean how this is is because um you know people from other countries foreigners People from the mainland of the United States, they come here and they buy properties for overcost, way overpriced. Then they build new homes and they're gigantic and it just causes the neighborhoods to be ridiculously priced out to the point where no locals can afford it. They're already getting low wages as it is. Yeah. So they're not getting paid enough to support the neighborhood around them. And that's a huge problem. That's why we, I think this guy on Maui, we've talked about it several times, the guy who's building those homes on Maui is connecting the cost of living to wages or wages to the cost of houses so if depending on what you make that's how much about what like a percentage of mm. that should be able to go to your house and you should be able to pay for it so that's what they're trying to do and it's trying to be based based more on local families right and right now it's very hard to do that and until we figure out a way which is tough because you know this is part of the United States. You can't control that like New Zealand. Like New Zealand doesn't allow foreigners to come in and buy properties. Because this so is Hawaii, <laughs> I, it's, a, it's a perfect idea, and I believe Hawaii should have that too. too. They shouldn't allow mainlanders or anyone around the world. Although, see, the problem is, is we're a 50th state, so mainlanders, that would be tough. Yeah, that would to be really tough. Them. 
that'd be tough to stop them but foreigners outside the united states should not be able to buy property here like the japanese the chinese and people like that right or Canadians, Australians, whatever. It just should be the way it is. And look at areas like Kahala where it's like... There's no locals that live there. Billy anybody. (laughs) Absolutely none. So that's a huge problem. So if you plan on coming here and and living in paradise and making this huge amount of money, we have a thing called paradise tax. It's, it's 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 like the excuse for everything is, why am I getting paid so low? Well, you live in paradise. Um, yeah, but you can't fully enjoy paradise if you work in three jobs. I know. It's terrible. So, I mean, I know I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I took a $20,000 pay cut for the same job here that I worked back in Pennsylvania. And how much more are you paying in rent here? And not only that, let me finish with work. <laughs> not only did I take a tremendous pay cut, but also I have to work summers and I have to work through... I work in a school, so when the kids are off for like... Um, winter break, spring break, I have to work that. I just get government holidays and weekends off here, and I make way less money. And how much is how much more is rent here? Is it the same or is it less? What, what, what is it? Well, it's about double what I paid in Pennsylvania. Oh and guess God. what? My place was two times as large <laughs> as the place I live in now. <laughs> and to top it off, I lived in a really nice kind of like a ritzier area that was considered expensive for there. <laughs> so you take a huge drop in pay. You pay twice as much in rent. And uh, you get a place half the size. It just sounds like a no-brainer not to come here. Well, I mean, that's all the negatives of it. No, I get it. But also you have to say the fact that you live in the goddamn jungle. I do. And I, I'm, I'm trying to stick to the negative because this is a negative podcast. But I yeah. I love where I live now so much better than where I loved in, lived in Pennsylvania. So The description of where she lives is she gets her co- cone of coffee. <laughs> she goes out onto her jungle lanai. Bird just singing, what's up? You know, the, the birds are singing to her. There's rainbows. There's parrots flying around. Tropical plants everywhere. There's tropical plants everywhere. There's avocado trees, banana trees. There's a stream. <laughs> little waterfalls in it. Okay, now we're making it too good. <laughs> so listen, so there's many reasons. So just as many reasons as not to move here, you could come up with an opposite of why that's okay because of this. Yeah, you know, you know just, what I'm saying? We're telling you the negative. We're telling you the negative, but you can find positives like, oh, yeah. I know I'm not going to make too much money, but I can go and hike. I can go exactly. snorkeling. I can go watch this and do this and do that. And it's all free. So there's goods and you know minuses yeah. to everything. So but we're just trying to be yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Difficulty in getting a decent job may need to work multiple jobs to survive. This and is connected to the to the last one. And it's unfortunate. I mean, a large percentage of the people here, the locals, do work two to three jobs. It's really sad, but... Uh, I have more than one job. You yeah. got more than one job. We all got different jobs. You know, That's we true. all... And, and we all make decent money in our main jobs. Right. Yet we need second incomes. Uh, and we've said that in past podcasts. You have to have a side hustle going on. Yeah. You have to have a good maybe two to $500 extra coming in from a side job. Yeah. And then that'll pay for your groceries. That'll pay for like... Maybe you want to buy a new plant or you want to buy something for the house. <laughs> That's me. Or, you know, or maybe you want to, you know, splurge and go out for dinner one night. So it's good to have that extra money where all the other money that you're making is paying for your bills. It's paying for your car. It's paying for your rent. It's paying for the essentials. 
I just discovered the best nursery in Waimanalo last weekend. Okay. I have to show you. Okay, good. We'll go check it out. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so you more than likely if you, you know, you come here, you may have to change jobs, you may have to get multiple jobs. You will be blessed if you only have to get one job here in Hawaii. For sure. That would For be sure. truly amazing. Yeah. Okay, next, traffic. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> The, the roads here were never designed. The infrastructure sucks. It was never designed for the amount of people who no. live here today. No. And it just doesn't work. <laughs> and it's the thing about Hawaii because everything is done ass backwards and because everything is slow as hell. When they know there's a problem, it'll take 10 years for that problem to get fixed. And by the time that comes, it's already too late. Wait, so let's just back up for a second. We're mostly talking about Oahu here. Um, no. But I do know that the traffic can be bad on the other islands, too. I mean, especially oh. Kauai, because it's like yeah. one road, right? Right. So some areas in Kauai can get traffic way backed up. Yeah. Now, um, now I would say traffic also goes with inf infrastructure, because the infrastructure all the islands suck. Well, that's true. G infrastructure in general, roads, things like that, they all suck. They all have potholes. They're some of the worst in the country. How that is even possible, I don't know, because <laughs> don't we know have the either. same goddamn weather all year. There's no freezing. It never freezing. snows. It never snows. The roads don't get frozen. Ice, uh, water doesn't get into the, cr there's no cracks to get into. But some for some reason, we have the worst ro some of the worst roads in the country. And then, you know, obviously the traffic, the congestion because of in infrastructure problems on Oahu is so bad. Yeah. That, you know, I mean, it, it, it's bad here. The worst, obviously, is heading out to the west side because most of the people live in the west side that are local because they can't afford a house, you know, coming closer to town. Right. So all the cheaper homes are out. And, and they're not bad homes. They're nice homes. They're just, it's just you have it's to more drive. more affordable. You can drive a couple of hours. Yeah. Well, it, it's only a couple hours because of the traffic. I know. So Oahu is the only island that I would say has the gridlock traffic. Yeah. That, yeah um, except on certain... Uh, times of the day and on certain roads in Kauai. Well, I was going to say on the highways. Yeah. Kauai doesn't have a highway. Right. That's true. Right. So, um, yeah, I would say here is the only one that we have really bad traffic. So if you don't like traffic, you probably don't want to come to Oahu. <laughs> or live somewhere where you don't have to deal with coming into traffic. Yeah, for Cause sure. Because you can maneuver your way around it as long as you know what time the traffic's going on. It's usually a certain time in the morning, a certain time in the afternoon. rest of the day, it's okay. If you can work your schedule From home. Around, if you can work from home. That's, I mean, that's the best. But yeah. if you can get your work schedule around rush hour so you don't have to drive in rush hour you're yeah. golden yeah okay next one one of the worst pet friendly states when it comes to rental housing i can't now we talked about this it, it, i can't say that it's the worst when it comes to just animal friendly because there, there is animal there is dog parks there is yeah but people love animals no here people well sort of some animals yeah hawaii hates cats and i don't understand it what do you? How, like, how, why do you think they hate cats? Just people don't like cats here. Because we have so many strays. Just, well, I don't think that's it. I think it's because they're just starting to accept dogs, and they just haven't gotten to cats yet. I think everything's just really slow here. Well, okay. So be very specific when you say this, because I don't believe renters are accepting of any animals. True. Okay, but when it comes to the average Joe, your next door neighbor. They'll love your dog. They love dogs. You can go to the beach with your dog. Yeah. You can go to the park with your dog. Yes. These things are front. You have this plenty of dog parks. Um, if you get a certain certificate, you can bring your pet into grocery stores with you. Uh, so there's a lot of things that you can do here with dogs. So I can't say it's the worst pet-friendly state overall. It's the worst pet-friendly state when it comes to Rentals. landlords and being able to get housing 
for your pets because most don't want to deal with that shit. Um, but there are places around the island that are actually pet friendly complexes. Yeah, they're just not very nice. There's just right. Mostly, they're not the most mostly. amazing. Not the most amazing. Yeah. Uh, obviously, until you can purchase your own property, then you can do whatever the fuck you want on it. <laughs> you know. Right. That is true. Yeah. Okay. Bugs. <laughs> we have a lot of them. Centipedes, cockroaches, ants. I mean, we could just we could just scare you to death. There's um, um well yeah. I was gonna say the centipede for me is the only one that like scares me to death. Okay. I hate them. So I don't mind. So centipede has never been a issue for me. I actually like them. You're weird. Um, they, <laughs> Why? They, they kill a lot of the things I can't stand. Uh, they'll, they eat a lot of the other bugs I can't stand, like cockroaches. I can't stand cockroaches. Cockroach is my nether, number one enemy. Uh, ants would be right up there because the ninjas of the night. <laughs> I'm a ninja. It's your birthday. I'm a ninja. Not, quiet. It's your I'm birthday. trying to concentrate. I'm a ninja. Dude, Dude we're no ninjas. We graduated from Ninja Tech. Yeah, but that means respecting what it means to be a ninja. No, which means dude, I'm going to go to parties. I'm going to be. People are going to be at parties. They won't even know I'm there, and they'll be like, "Did you hear something, Tad?" And they'll be like, "No." And they look up, and I'm all clanging up on the ceiling, and they're going to be like, "What the? A ninja? Awesome! It's a party!" And I'll be like, "Just throw the cake up here, please." Dude, I'm listen. a ninja. No, no, no. Don't exploit. I'm wearing all black. Don't exploit the ninja. The ninja is it's calm. Like Repeat, calm. Calm, yeah, I know, but... Okay, defense. Oh, yeah. Strategy. Yes. Eye of the dragon. Oh. Feel the power of the energy from below. We must go out and ninja in the night. Okay. Um, they're the worst. Cockroaches are your number one enemy, but for me, yeah, they're gross, but they're not going to hurt me like a centipede could hurt me and send me to the emergency room. So that's why I don't like centipedes. No, or I get you. they could kill animals. I get you. Um, centipedes are not super dumb. So they know, put it this way, a centipede does not want to be in your house. If he gets in, he fucked up. Yeah, he wants I to a get, couple. <laughs> okay, but he wants to get out of there. Trust me, he wants to get out of your house. So, you know, like like me and you have talked about, we get the tongs and we grab yeah. them and we throw them out. Likeability of them coming back in is pretty rare. Yes, once in a while, if you live in a swamp, if you live in a jungle-like area, like a place where you live, mm -hmm. um, you know, you may get more of them. Here in this house, I think we've only had two in this house. They don't want to be in this house. Somehow they get into the house, but outside they, they kill all the bugs we hate. Um, which is fine with me. Uh, they don't want to be in the house. They're not here to bother you. One, I mean, one could sting you, and that sucks. It could bite. It could hurt really bad. Yeah. Um, but I think it's the I think it's the dirtiness of the cockroaches because if you know there's a cockro if a cockroach is in your kitchen and it's crawling on the floor, it's been on your spoons, it's Ew, been on your forks, it's been on your glasses, it's been in your bowls, and that's disgusting. And I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Because I know right there, I know where that's been. Yeah. And it's it's horrible. And the worst thing is, is when you're sleeping, if one happens to be crawling on your face while you're sleeping. Oh my gosh. That is like a hellhole, right? So that has that doesn't happen too often, but it can. Ants, they just come out at night. They're ninjas of the night. They take over your your kitchen. It, and, They're and, bad here. And once one ant finds the goodies, they all come after that. And how about those red fire ants? Those are those are bad too. We have those here too. Those are bad too. Now, believe it or not, right behind the cockroach is the ninja ants but after that it's that damn silverfish it's a very small um it, it's weird looking it's super fast it's mostly silver gray looking and it gets on everything it hides in everything really? and it likes damp areas and do i have them oh you got them you just don't see them too much i have them i don't see them too much but when i do see them it, the moment you see it 
it just spooks you and you're <laughs> like shit now it is the weakest of all of them it has no defense it has no hard outer shell it's completely soft like sometimes they could kill itself by crawling in something and crushing itself it's the most bizarre looking thing really yeah. i've never seen it yeah it's way weaker than an ant way weaker than a cockroach um and it's just the most bizarre thing but there's no outer exoskeleton so it's super soft so literally if you were to hit it it becomes dust once Ooh. you kill it so it's 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 just a weird thing the other thing i can't stand i don't know exactly what the hell they are but they piss me off it looks like a piece of burnt paint or it looks like a little teeny rock hanging on your wall or your ceiling and you're like what is this thing so it's made to look like something that's real and there's a worm inside of it and it crawls up Ew. your walls and you don't know what it is and you realize it's one of those damn things <laughs> and it looks it barely moves it almost never moves so you never really see it moving it just sits there and I can't explain to you what it is. I don't know even know the name of it, but all households have it here. Yeah. I don't know what its purpose is, but it's the most strangest looking thing you've ever seen. It has an exoskeleton on it, but it looks like, I don't know, it looks like it could be like as if it came from nature. Like it was, it's like it's a piece of leaf or I don't know what it is. It looks like a piece of hanging paint off the wall and it's just the most weirdest thing. So I can't stand those either. Wow. We have scorpions. We have some other things, but not too many. We have, um... What else do we have that can... Uh, we well, have all the, the brown recluse. We have the brown recluse. We have the widow, the black widow. So the last thing, uh, we have um, different kind of wasps and things like that. We have... Uh, the honeybees are fine. They don't usually yeah. bother you. So you want to save those. But we do We do just have a bunch of bugs that just suck. You know what really gets me? Not that it's a huge deal, but my my apartment is full of those little pincher bugs. I don't know what they're called. Oh, right. But they're the worst. Like, if you have to get up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom, they love to, like, hang out on the toilet, and you sit down, they'll pinch you right in the butt. Oh, my God. So that's <laughs> the only... Horrible. That's so... Exactly. If you guys are wondering what she's talking about, they're like an airwig. Yeah, That's exactly are. what they, they are. are. They have those pinchers on the back end. But they're not, right? No, and you know what? You know where you find a lot of those? If any, if you guys ever come out here and you, you get a batch of bananas, you cut the bananas down, you want to soak the bananas in like a bucket of water or you want to spray them down because all those types of earwigs are inside with the bananas. Oh my gosh, they're inside a lot of my plants. I find them all the time. Yeah, now the other thing is, is you have the jumping tree spider or the banana spider, mm -hmm. which hangs out inside the banana trees too. And those spiders are huge. Oh, so, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So there's that one. And then what's that brown fuzzy one I found in my bathroom that one time? Oh, shit. I, don't, I forget what it's called. I don't know, but I usually like spiders as long as they're not that big. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, so we went, we went a long time on the bug. So you can see that. <laughs> and, and mind you guys, when you come out here for a vacation or you don't stay here too, too long, you almost won't even notice any bugs. Like you would, you could probably go a whole vacation with very minimal bugs. And you would think like, wow, there's no bugs out. There's no mosquitoes. And that's something we don't have a lot of. We almost have no mosquitoes. Right. So that's a good thing. But if you live here, eventually those cockroaches will start showing their faces. <laughs> yeah. Laziness, ignorance, and stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot combined into one category. I didn't want to have to talk about each one separately. Oh, I see. Okay, so... Well, I think laziness is the biggest one. Okay, laziness, I would say... Or complacency. I don't... Yeah, I don't want to say laziness because that's yeah. just the way the people are here, but there is a lot of lazy tendencies that if you lived on the mainland and you have a certain worth ethic, um, you would say this is lazy. So I think they just... A lot of people here don't... It's Hustle. Hawaiian time. They don't Hawaiian hustle. Time. 
Um, oh, there's no hustling at all. Yeah. I would just call it complacency more than laziness. No, I'm going to say laziness. Okay. (laughs) It depends on what you're used to. I mean, I guess if you grew up here, maybe you don't notice it so much. If you're on the beach and you're having a Mai Tai and you're under a palm tree, would you call that kind of just lazy, lazying around? Yeah, but that's That's kind of what people do here. I guess. (laughs) But I'm thinking more like when it comes to jobs, like people who come to do a repair or you have to take your car somewhere to get some work done. There's a lot of union people, and I don't care if anybody likes unions or doesn't like unions, but I think it's a pretty confirmed thing. You don't have to do a lot. When you get that union job, you're pretty secure in that job, and you kind of just do enough to get through your day. You You don't go over. You don't, like, try to win prizes. But we have unions in the <laughs> mainland, and it's not the same. I know. There's a, so. It's not the same. I know. But here it's just extra. It's, like, <laughs> it's very hard to get... Nobody's to get, in a rush. Yeah, but it's way harder to get fired here. And we're going to oh, talk, end up talking about that, I believe, in the second half. Because there's such a shortage of, uh, of jobs. Of, of, of actually getting people who could do a job. Yeah. So if you can do a job, if you can at least do a 50% on a job or more... You ain't going to lose that job. <laughs> You're good because replacing you is going to be a bitch. That's so true. Okay. So if you have a good work ethic, they will love you uh, here. You will well, be hired so quickly. Well, I, whoa. But go ahead. I don't think your fellow. Just don't push it on your uh, coworkers. Yeah, I don't think your all. fellow coworkers are yeah. going to like that attitude. <laughs> but your boss or supervisor or whatever you have, they'll love you. <laughs> yeah, never show up your coworkers. That will not work to your favor. No, not show up, but I think it... You know, at don't least do too my much work in front of your coworkers. No, I don't think that's true. I think it is. I'm thinking maybe specifically to my job. Oh, okay. I'm thinking this overall. Okay, so working in a school, people do work very hard. No, I'm sure. But <laughs> I've seen other <laughs> jobs where it's just a little more laid back. Like, how many people does it take to fill a pothole? <laughs> or how like, many does it take? Why is how many have you seen filling a pothole? Yeah, why does road construction here take eight months to a year? So just so you know, it takes eight people to fill in a pothole. Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Because you wouldn't answer me. I wasn't gonna answer you. Uh, Ignorance. Wait, wait, wait! I thought they just planted palm trees in the potholes. Well, (laughs) yeah, until they grow some. Until they grow, yeah, until they grow some bananas, and then you got to chop it down, right? You you saw that meme. Yeah, I did. Okay, I did. I posted one of those like a long years ago. Yeah, Yeah. people are doing that now because potholes aren't getting filled. (laughs) Okay, the other part of that was ignorance and stupidity. Those are connected. Just letting everybody know. I don't know. No, listen. There is. Listen. Come on. I know you want to be nice, but let's be honest. There's a lot of ignorant people here that are just not educated or not educated highly enough to know what the hell's going on. And that follows stupidity because with ignorance comes stupidity. I don't know. I would probably use different word choices. I know you but I know you, but I'm just being upfront. <laughs> if you come here from the mainland, there's a good possibility that you'll be the most educated person <laughs> at your job. I don't know. <laughs> well, believe it or not, you know, there's more people coming in from the mainland, so you might not be. But see... There's, there's other some smart people that work, too. I just too. don't think it's fair to say that because local people, like especially Hawaiians, are brilliant in everything like related to Hawaii and the culture here. Listen, I've never said anything about Hawaiians. I'm I always know. positive. But you know what? Sometimes you have to educate Hawaiians about their own history. Oh, so, don't go so saying it's not that. everybody. Okay. Of course not. Okay. That, mean, that's true. It just depends. I mean, it's amazing that so many Hawaiians don't know their own history. 
Uh, it's true, but I mean, there's a lot of people here in general because um, either they don't have an opportunity to go to like Kamehameha schools, and you know, that shit costs a lot of money. That's true. Or to go to other private schools, and they, they you know, I'm not saying that the local, I'm not saying that public education is horrible. I'm just saying that there are some school systems that are not as good as other systems. That's very we true. all know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's gonna so, and then there's also kids that are just gonna decide not to pay attention, not listen, to go surf instead. Yeah. So okay. There's gonna be a lot more ignorance, and I'm saying that you're just not. You're just not stupid because you're stupid. You're stupid because you're ignorant on a lot of subjects that you never decided to be educated on, and you don't continue to try to educate yourself here. So it here. comes down to a lack of motivation. Well, laziness. Yeah, okay. It's all connected. Okay, okay. My term yeah. would be lack of motivation. Okay, mine would be laziness. <laughs> okay, okay. Laziness turns to ignorance. Ignorance uh, turns to stupidity. Oh, boy. Okay. That's number eight. <laughs> <laughs> What's number nine? Well, it's perfect. Lack of accountability. Oh, that's really funny. Okay, well, there you go. Ties right in. Now this goes with the other one a little bit further up, right? Yeah, we kind of mentioned incompetence. It. Incompetence. Yeah, there's no uh, lack of accountability here. Like everyone pushes it off to somebody else. Um, but you know what the thing is about that is lack of accountability. That is just not a trait of Hawaii. That's a trait of like our leadership in the country. Period. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like they just don't step up and say, you know what? That's my fault. Mm, that's I'm, I'm true. taking. I'm taking responsibility for that. I'm going to try to do better. Uh, and uh, go from there. I don't know what it is. Like I have always maybe it's from maybe it's how you grow up. I don't know what's going on here, but there's a you know in our legislature and leadership, there's a huge amount of lack of accountability. No one just sits there. You know what? That's on me. True. I'm taking responsibility for that, and I'm going to fix it. Why can't people just do that? I would much. I would have way more respect for somebody who stands up and says that than someone goes, ah, oh, that's his fault. No, I agree. He didn't do his job. I agree with you, but most yeah. people, yeah, are not going to do that. You're right. Oh, would you do that? Would you stand up and say, you know what? That's that's my bad. I think I would. Okay, I definitely would. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's just not a lot of that here, and, and and I think there's not a lot of that here because they see the lack of accountability at the highest level, so they believe it's okay for them to do it. They're yeah. like, you know, like like real. And heart. That's that's controlling Such a real. Mess. There's no account there was never any accountability for that. And now what they want to do is they want to use the tat uh, tax, which is the uh, resort tax. Mm -hmm. So if, if you guys don't know, they're going through the process right now of charging you an extra three percent tax on your hotel rooms. That hasn't gone into effect yet. It's coming, my friends. And they're also becoming stricter with the um, Airbnb. Yes, they're gonna be RBO now. And the reason why they're doing that is because they want to make sure you get in a hotel yeah. so you'll pay that 3% tax. No, it's true. I no, know. it's true. So the lack of accountability, this is the, okay, this is the perfect example of a lack of accountability. They've, they've gone way overboard with rail. It's way out of control. They don't have the money to pay for it. This 3% new tax that they were going to put for the resorts for all of vacationers to pay, that was supposed to go to certain things. And did you know this? That was supposed to go to the Hawaiian people to help them. I read that, that article, was, yeah. yeah. That was supposed to go to our beach parks. That was supposed to go to the bathroom facilities. Now they're thinking of taking the fucking money and putting it into rail. It's horrible. They should not take a cent. Because why are the vacationers paying for rail? Yeah. They should, the vacationers should be paying for what they're using. No, I totally agree. The beach parks. They should be paying the Hawaiians for coming here and using their lands. It's a disaster. Yeah, so this is the lack of accountability. You know, who's ever deciding, oh, this is a perfect opportunity to take more money and put it into real. 
Jesus. It's a mess. And how about their decision, our mayor's decision to tear down haiku stairs for a million dollars or whatever it's going to cost when we desperately need that money? <laughs> you know, we haven't even talked about ha- Have we really gone into haiku stairs? Because there's so many. I mean, Not my, recently. Yeah, so my nonprofit, we made a big push to support that along with Friends of Haiku. We were going to take care of that place. Yeah. All they needed to figure out is where on state property they were going to put a parking lot. That's the only friggin' thing the state had to do. And now we may lose the 10th wonder of the world. It sounds like we're already losing it. Something that could, Yeah, something that could bring in not only millions of dollars, but millions of dollars in taxes to the state. Which then could... You want to put that toward rail? Put that toward rail. Exactly. Don't take it away from other... Don't take it away from Hawaiians. And don't take it out of our beach parks that have fallen apart already. Exactly. So this is the problem the state has. This is the, this is lack of accountability. And it is. Yeah, and they're deciding to destroy something. Now you know we can go. Now we can have that argument that that wasn't here in ancient times. Yes, we get that. And yes, it was a desecration of the Hawaiian mountain. But it's a piece of history. The United, you know, it's it's part of our navy and our military. Why those stairs were put up there? It's a big historical thing now, and it's there. And everybody around the world comes here to go on that. One of the most popular hikes in this world. It's it's the most popular hike on this island. For sure. Um, especially if it would have been legal. There'd be people up and down that every single day. God knows how many hundreds. Um, but we had an opportunity to make it legal, to do uh, education on it, and to keep it safe and do guided tours up there. And now the, the mayor is just deciding, you know what, that's too much responsibility. I don't want to deal with that, and I don't want the state to deal with it. Let's spend a million dollars. Let's get rid of, like, I don't know how many of the stairs they want to get rid of. Maybe maybe a quarter of the stairs so no one could get up it. I don't know, but why can't you just use that million dollars toward rail or something? You know, there's just... You that can use that it. million dollars could go toward the parking lot. Well, to build, to do this legally. Sure. But my point is, yes, just use it towards something. Don't use it to destroy our haiku stairs. No, it no. Just, I'm so angry. Uh, I mean, I'm very angry. We've, lo- we've lost many beautiful things here in Hawaii um, because the state took no action on it. There's Hawaiian temples in the woods here that no one even knows exists because no one has decided to seek them out or to invest money in uncovering them. We found and rebuilt. One. We found. We found many. Yeah, uh, we, I think we talked about last podcast one we found recently. Yes, I mean, how many hikes do we go on and we come across? You know what? This is a goddamn temple under here. Yeah, and no one. There's, there's no. There's no group in Hawaii. It, why can't that million dollars go to these groups to discover, find, and rebuild these hay house? I mean, my nonprofit has to do it. Yeah, I know a- it. A- what's the hell's going on here? It's insane. Like, if it wasn't for our nonprofit, that whole entire hay I would never have been discovered. It would have been covered in friggin' bushes. That It's really incredible to see the pictures of it, too. I mean, yeah. it's it's beautiful. So the only thing we can say is, you know, on a good note before we uh, take a break, <laughs> is that you can be this change for Hawaii. Maybe oh. you don't want to move here because of all these problems. But if you do move here, you can be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem, and take some accountability and start rebuilding Hawaii the way it should be. How inspiring is that? Whee! I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well now we're going to take an extended break, do a couple of ads. Middle song is going to be Sunday Manoa, Honolulu Baby. And we'll Honolulu, be back in a few minutes. Honolulu Baby. All right. Yeah, we'll be right back. 
Hey, how's it? And welcome to the Aloha Life podcast. You're listening to us because we have great patrons who have joined our Patreon page and have become members of the podcast by supporting and donating to our show. Without our patrons like you, we wouldn't be on the air. So if you enjoy the podcast and want to hear more shows every week, please do take a moment to join us and become a patron of our podcast at patreon.com forward slash living the Aloha Life. And thank you so much for your support. is one of the most beautiful places on earth, and 808 Cleanup intends on keeping it that way. The 501c3 environmental nonprofit's main mission is restoring Hawaii's natural beauty for its local community and visitors. 808 Cleanup empowers volunteers to conduct decentralized cleanups through the Adopt a Site campaign, responding to littering and vandalism of Hawaii's natural spaces, tagging and graffiti removal, saving Hawaii's indigenous ecosystem, and building sustainable solutions with local communities and nonprofit partners. If you love Hawaii and wish for its beauty to remain for generations to come, consider donating to a great cause and supporting 808 Cleanup's mission to keep Hawaii clean from Mauka to Makai at 808cleanups.org. All right, we are back. Okay. What do we got? The fantasy of Hawaii and the reality of Hawaii. Moving to paradise doesn't make all your problems go away. You know, people do think that if you move to paradise, your life's going to be perfect and it's going to be a vacation every single day. They forget that there's like the real life part where you actually have to still work and deal with all this shit in your life. Yeah, 
there is a reality check when you come here and you know our friend Derek once mentioned it and it's very funny that he mentioned it. it's like living in heaven and hell <laughs> at the same time at the same time it's such a great way to put it now you would never think that but the fact is is depending on your situation you could be very happy and be absolutely clueless to what's going on around you or you could actually be suffering severely here yeah it just depends on what side yeah your situation is so don't think at a, for a moment that even if you had problems back home wherever you were you come here all that's going to be solved no. maybe some things will change but but you know we're not living in we're not living in heaven or hell here so it's not going to be perfect one way or the other so you're always going to have something you have to deal with like i swear to god when i pay that last bill mm -hmm. for the month yeah the next bill for the next month's coming in I know, in like a it week. It does <laughs> not end. You have three to five day break yeah. before it all starts all and over again. And I know again. that's everywhere, but here, because you're paid so it's much more. less yeah. and the cost is so much yeah. more, it yeah. just makes it way harder. It does. You think, oh, I'm done with this month. I know. And boom, here it comes again. And it's just like, <laughs> it's constant. It's like, your bills aren't going to disappear. Your problems aren't going to disappear. It's just not going to happen. And you know how last episode we kind of talked about how some people run away from their problems and come here? Yeah. The thing is, those problems, they don't go away. They kind no. of follow you here. No. Yeah. And yeah, you live in beautiful Hawaii, but you still have to deal with your problems. You're still going to have to deal with some, so don't assume they're all going to go away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do we get next? Very difficult to form lasting friendships here. All your new friends will move away within a few years. <laughs> this happened to me already. It's, I mean, I've been here 20 years. It's happening to me. No, I know. But I mean, it happened to me, I guess. Gosh, I guess it was like around a year and a half when my friends started moving away. And by three years, they were almost all gone except yeah. for one. And of course, I made new friends. Yeah. But it's like, it really sinks in how your friendships here aren't going to be lasting. Yes. Because most people just don't stay. Yeah. Even the ones you actually think will stay end up leaving, like David. Hawaii is very transient. It's coming and going all the time. You know, back home, you can have losers that'll be there all, all their lives. But here, it's always changing. <laughs> it is always changing. You hear what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you come from your hometown, there's people in the town that you, you went to junior high with, high school with, they're never leaving. Right. Okay? But in Hawaii, they're always leaving. It's the opposite It's the that. absolute opposite. You make a good relationship. You make, uh, you know, you have a friend for a few years. Everything's going great. Oh, I'm leaving. Oh, great. Okay, that's just wonderful. Okay, well, now I have to build a whole new relationship up again. And so it's constant. You know, you really feel that in the work environment. When you start a new job here in Hawaii, your coworkers, your colleagues are probably not going to trust you or accept you. And we right talk away. about that. Yeah, because they think you're going to leave. You do. They just assume you're going to leave. So they kind of test you and like feel you out and see before they like start to, I don't know, put anything into having a relationship with you. It takes years to build relationships here and then you lose them or... It takes years to build relationships with people who have lived here all their lives because they're not sure you're going to stay. Exactly. So it takes way longer time to build any type of relationship, solid relationship here where, you know, your friends where you originally grew up from are just going to be always be that stronger base because you grew up together and that's just the way it is here it's just completely different so if you're planning on coming here and having a bunch of friends yeah you may have a bunch of shallow friends but you're not going to have those deep foundational connections because eventually you or them are going to leave at some point unless you find local people 
And once you find a small group of local people, they will be your friends forever. That's a game changer. Yeah. Now, on a bad note on that, a lot of these local people are, are leaving. leaving. <laughs> I know. But that's not because they want to. Right. It's because they can't afford to live in Hawaii They're anymore. They're being forced out. Exactly. All right. What's next? Erosion. Everything falls apart from mold, humidity, rain, and salt water. <laughs> it's a disaster. And this is one more reason why everything costs so fucking much. It's so bad. Everything <sighs> falls apart. My God. Like, even so, living in the rainforest, I mean, it's the most beautiful thing in the world, and I wouldn't want to trade it for anything, but everything like my clothes get moldy and mildewy my running shoes i had to like throw away just everything don't bring leather out here no don't bring leather yeah and don't hide it don't hide it in a dark spot in your closet because by the time you take it out it's going to be green just in general if you have a closet and you live somewhere really humid don't close the doors or anything gosh oh no 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 so it's really bad here i mean you're going to have a lot of erosion to your home Mm -hmm. uh if you have anything of metal on your house the salt water just the salt in the air and the clouds, everything. It's going to get on it. It's going to destroy things, humidity uh, in the jungle. It, 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 you can't win. If you're in the jungle, it's more of the rain and the humidity. Yeah. If you live on the ocean, it's more of the salt. rain and the salt water. No matter where you live, you're going to have a specific issue. If you live on a ridge, the foundation of your home is going to erode. <laughs> the volcanic rock is going to crack. You're going to have to rebuild your foundation every certain amount of years. You can't win. There's no solid place on these islands where you can secure no erosion yeah you're you're screwed one way or the other so my upstairs neighbors moved out recently but right before they moved out i went up there and i took a look at their apartment um because i had never actually been in there Mm -hmm. and there they showed me their living room it's um like the hardwood floors there's a massive crack that goes across the entire floor from settling I know, it's bad. You see this house? You saw the living room here. Yeah, I saw. Uh, our living room here, it's still settling because it's on, on the ridge. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a huge crack that goes across the whole entire living room wall. And now it's starting to fall in. That's going to have to be fixed. But it, the house is settling, like you said. Yep. It's it's horrible. There's just uh, there's just so many. It never things. ends. No. My no. um my lanai and bathroom ceiling collapsed from termite damage. <laughs> so <laughs> I had if to get you're, that repaired. So if you're gonna come in, you're gonna deal with everything that you have to deal with. On top of that, you have to deal with probably spending a reasonable amount of money on your house for the rest of your life if you buy a house. Now, this is one of the excuses why you want to rent all your like this is this is a great excuse to rent because it's the owners that have to take That's care of all I these say. things. Yeah, but then you know you can I never know. you can never say you can never put that sign on your wall that says this is your this is home. Do you know what I mean because it's not yours. You can live in it as long as you want, but it's not yours. You can't I put know, an addition onto the bathroom. You can't do what you... There's a million things I'd do to this house. I know. That would make it so much better, but it's not my house. I get it, yeah, but I just yeah. go back to my roof collapsing. Yeah. And if that was my problem, I don't know what I would have done. That would have cost you... I don't. You would have had yeah. to take out a mortgage. You, had to take, right? you would have taken out a reverse <laughs> loan. I don't know what the hell you would have done. I'm just so grateful no, I didn't have to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, we stayed on that way too long. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Next one is... Oh, this is it, but this is what we're talking about. Finding good and reliable help. It's so hard to find anyone who can do repairs well, and it would take them way longer than necessary to complete the repairs because they are on island time. <laughs> Poor service here in general is horrible. Yeah. So if you can find somebody 
if you can find somebody to do a decent job on anything, then you keep that person. Yes. If you burn bridges with that person, good luck finding another one to replace them. And that's or why, her, or her. And that's why people can get away with the poor service because they're the only ones you can go to anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like if you, you know, for example, like when we do work on the Jeeps here, you know, we want to find someone who does an exhaust or does great work with tires and rims or, or lifts or whatever like that. You do not like, it's very hard. There's one or two or three people at the most. And if you burn bridges with anyone, they talk to each other. Yeah, that's you. Because they know each other. No, you don't want to deal with that guy. That's true. Don't 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 go don't give him service. <laughs> so now now you're stuck with nothing, and you have to either do it yourself or pay someone way more money than you should have to, and you may not even get a great job. And stuff so it's takes very difficult. forever because parts have to ship from the mainland. It's just usually it takes months, and it's just it's crazy. On top of that, the fact that if you do find someone that does a decent or good job they're way backed up because oh, true, everybody true. is going to them so it takes that much longer to get stuff done true uh, because you're just another person in line just take a number yeah and then even just um talking about like service at restaurants or whatever not that it's a bad thing it's just how it is here but it, you're gonna find that it's way slower here because everybody's just on island time yeah and so it's not like going out to eat on the mainland where you can get in and out within an hour or whatever it's not gonna happen here it's gonna be like two and a half hours we couldn't even <laughs> find somebody to put it in the kitchen sink and have it leveled oh gosh that, tell me about it isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, that's really bad. It's insane. It's still not goddamn level downstairs. Hmm. So a puddle of water sits in the sink. I know. I've always noticed that about How your sink. do you not put a <laughs> sink in and have a leveler? Yeah, the water just sits there. It's because this, this, uh, whoever this person was, he wasn't a plumber. He wasn't even supposed to be doing that. <laughs> but the landlord gets them. See? Yeah. And it's, it's going to be who can do a decent job at a cheap cost. Right. Sometimes cheap is not the way to go. Especially in a <laughs> but that's what the landlords do because, <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> you know. And if you have a washer or dryer that's broken, let's find every oh, part. Gosh. Let's go to the junk. Let's go to the washer junkyard and find a couple of parts, put it in, have a break again, put it in again, and break it again. And then and maybe five years later, you can get a new one. So we went through that with our dryer, <laughs> but it works now, but it had to be Good. fixed like five times in a row. Our washer, it did finally break and we were without a washer for like over a month waiting for the new one to come. But now that it's here, I'm really grateful. Jesus, <laughs> Joseph. Yeah. So these are the problems we have next. What do we got? Nearly impossible to purchase a home in Hawaii because of home cost and lack of available housing as most homes are owned by mainlanders who rent out their homes for profits and use them as retirement assets. We kind of touched on that a little. No, exactly. We're not going to go long about this, but exactly what you just said. This is a huge problem here and why it's so expensive to purchase a home here. This is like a place where people buy property and use it as retirement funds. And use it as profits because homes increase in value every month, five, ten, fifteen thousand a month here. It's absolutely insane. And that is not people are using Hawaii and the state and the legislature have taken no responsibility, no accountability to put it laws into effect. Why? Because it's tax money. 
Mm. And they're getting them money to build the rail Wonderful. and do all their utopian things that they want to do. <laughs> all these impossible ideas. And who's suffering for it? The local mm. people are suffering. Absolutely. So we need to come up with a plan on how that can't be happening anymore. Somehow, people just should not be able to buy a property, let it sit, and then people just make money off of it. And 10 years later, they sell it for an extra million dollars. I mean, where can you go in stocks and get that kind of money return? You can't. Hawaii, you can do that. And that needs to stop here. It does need to stop. I totally agree. It needs agree. to stop. So, yeah, so it's barely impossible to purchase a home, especially on Oahu. The medium house price is over a million dollars now. Mind you, before COVID, we were talking there was seven fifty. In two years, it's gone up of a quarter million dollars, the cost of your home. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And, I mean, if you look at what that money gets you, it's not much. Yeah. Especially if you look in, like, Kailua, Lani Kai, like, on the beach. It's like a small falling down shack for over a million dollars yeah it's, it's insane literally falling down now the issue with it is that now the other islands are following suit so the costs of homes on other islands are now increasing as well so we just can't say it's only oahu now obviously the homes on the other islands are not as expensive but they're slowly slowly but the rate on of increase, their way yeah, yeah the rate of increase is astounding yeah so that's why we've talked about in our uh, patron only shows that purchasing land on the big island right now and moving on that is going to happen a lot sooner than we thought right. because I don't know how much longer Hawaii in general is going to be affordable. Oahu is not affordable. The other islands are still reasonably affordable. But we don't know how long that's going to last. True All right. that. Okay, what we got? A lot of public schools are ranked pretty low. It's true, unfortunately. Yeah. There so are good schools here, but you have to be cautious. <laughs> right, so if you've got kids and you're moving to Hawaii... Do your research. Now, Absolutely. did we do a past podcast where we talk about the school systems or we talk about... We, we've done yeah. podcasts about that. We have. Places to live. Places to live, yeah. And how the school systems are mm -hmm. in those areas. So you guys go back and look. I can't remember what exactly the name of that episode, but I believe it was a patron-only show or wasn't it? I don't know. I don't know, honestly. Okay. But go back and look at that and try to see and get a good idea because you just got to do your research on the uh, public school systems. Or if you choose and you have the money... You know, and you're blessed to be able to pay for private school. Right. You know, then you can do that. But, um, yeah, it, it, the education is not the... Well, we just don't have the resources here. The DOE, the Department of Education, doesn't have see, the resources. See, when you say the Department of Education doesn't have the resources, it's not that they don't have the resources. It's that the state would not give them the resources that they do have, but instead they invest in real. Well, yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Like, the Department of Education doesn't have the resources. I know, because they're not given yeah, they're not get. what they need. Yeah, exactly. And this is a accountability problem. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it all goes back to that our, one. Our leadership, and our, uh, you know, they do not distribute the money where it needs to go. Yeah. It's clear we have an education problem here, and they do not put the money where the issues are. They put it in something dumb like real. That I don't know when it's going to... The billions that they've wasted. Imagine if they invested some of that into the school systems. Imagine. Amazing. Okay, imagine that. But it's not happening. It would make my heart so happy. I know, but it's not happening. <laughs> I know. Okay, a work environment where treatment of employees are often based on personal relationships rather than job performance. <laughs> this is cannot be any clearer than that. <laughs> this is a work environment here in Hawaii where they treat employees based on how long they've been there, their personal relationship that they have, how many beers they have together when they go out at night, stuff like that, over someone new coming in that's just really great at what they do, 
but they don't have a relate. They're not like they haven't been here. They're not part of the good old boys, and you know they're kind of an outsider coming in. And the ones that have been in the job for a while feel a little bit threatened by this new person, and it just doesn't work out. Yeah. Now we have a lot of problems like that. I'm not saying this happens everywhere, but I'm saying this is one of the issues we have here. So if you come here and you're some gung ho person and you plan on changing the world. <laughs> Yeah. Don't go changing the world too fast. Because <laughs> you won't get far here. <laughs> oh, that's true. So that's a bit of an issue. Next mm. one, what we got? Next one's kind of one for you to talk about too. Oh, yeah? Worst state to start a small business. Taxes, regulations, insurance costs, red tape, bureaucracy. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this, is the worst co- this is the worst state to do it. I mean, if they just put restrictions and restrictions and restrictions on you, the taxes, the regulations, the process of starting a new business, the public utility commission that you have to deal with, the highly ridiculous insurance costs. You got to go from building A to building B to building C when building A could send it to building B and building C, <laughs> and you don't have to go to A, B, and C. Uh, you hear what I'm saying? I hear you. So instead of spending, your, instead of getting something done, and then letting build, you know, let's say, okay, let's say you go. You know, the Public Utility Commission, you get your license, whatever. You think they could forward that to someone, and then they could get it, and then the next people could get it to the next ones. No, you have to go You have to go to one building, then you have to go across the street, go to the other building. Then you have to go to the other, And mind you, nothing, almost nothing here is done, electro- you know, electronically, as, as it is it done in so many places. Because it's so far behind You need here. paperwork. You have to go with what, paper? You have you to have go to there with paper. print stuff out. <laughs> print stuff up. I swear to God, if all the buildings mm. downtown were burned... They would lose everybody's shit. <laughs> there would be nothing. No one would know who owns what or what does who. Because it would so, all be burned. So 20 years behind here. We're so behind. We're still using DOS systems. We're still using 1980s, you know, Word DOS systems. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. We don't have any new computer systems that we're using here. It's ins- When you look at the screen, it's still black and green. It's oh, ins- no. I mean, it's insane. I mean, we're so behind schedule. Um that's you know, the unemployment, right? Was it it's that? it's unemployment. Yeah. It's 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 just everything. It's it's, I mean, you know, it's a DMV. I mean, you go from A, B, C, whatever, and and we know that because look at me. I have to go get my license. You know, renew my license. Oh, that's All, right. This, this whole process I got to go through for doing this. It's ridiculous. You should just be able to go down and just walk in and get it done. No, you have to you have to make a month advance appointment. You have to prepare everything. You have to print out all this shit. It's just insane, and, and, and this is why people don't start businesses in Hawaii. It's because it's so much bullshit, and honestly, this is what's the scariest thing apart about this, about being the worst state for small business. You can honestly, honestly think you've done everything right, and I bet you 90% of the businesses run in Hawaii are doing something wrong or doing something illegal, and they don't know it. That's probably true. Because... There's just not enough information to let people know what they should be doing, how they do it, how they can go about doing it. There's always something they're missing because there's so much red tape. There's so many different things that you have to do. And you're probably running a business and you've done something wrong and you just don't know it. 
Yeah. And that's sad. It is. That's a shame. It shouldn't that's be that sad. way. No, no. Okay, we're down to our last one. Guess what? It's number 18. Damn. This one's a long one. Way over 16. <laughs> Overcrowding from over tourism. And you know, we are not experiencing this at all right now. <laughs> but typically, pre COVID days, especially, and then when we had the tourism rebound over the summer, yeah. it was crazy it overcrowded was more, here. Yeah. It was the worst it's ever been. Way over what it usually is. It was unbearable. Like we, I know we talked about it in previous yeah. podcasts, but we couldn't go out to eat because everything was booked for like a month out. Where yeah. we couldn't park at the beach on weekends because there was no parking, yeah. or we just couldn't do anything. No. So I mean, just overall, I think it was a wake-up call that, in general, there's too much tourism here, and it's a fine line where we need to find other forms of income. We just have to. And we, we have to find it based on uh, exports. We need to export more stuff that Hawaii does wonderfully. I agree. You know, from our rums to... I mean, we've been through this. From our we've rums been, yeah, to, our, to our chocolate to our... I mean, and this just, you know, for our coffee and our macadamia. We're doing a lot of that now. and But there's other fruits we could be exporting. There's so many other different things we could be doing here and that we're not doing. And um, that's sad because people... Here we go. Accountability. Accountability. People that seems to be the biggest one. And responsibility. Not taking responsibility of opportunity. That, you know, that's, that's a perfect, that could be number 18. We do not take responsibility for opportunity here. There's so many opportunities that we just do not move forward with. And that's complacency, what I was said in the that's very beginning. That's part of the problem, too. It is. Complacency. We've, we've settled on this works. We don't want to try anything new. Yeah. I mean, that's a problem in Hawaii. Tourism brings in money. Why change Why it? Why change that? <gasps> well, because if we have a tsunami or an earthquake or a, or a hurricane or a, co or a uh, pandemic... That's not going to be working for us. Yeah. We, every time this happens, we come up with bullshit ways of how we're going to fix it, and then we don't fix it. And then the next s storm comes, yeah. whatever that, however form that comes in, and we're stuck in the same thing. We go up, we go down, we go up, we never we go down. fixed it. Because we never have something. And to, to piggyback yeah. off of it, yeah. the same thing with like becoming self-sustainable. Why don't we do it? Well, so that's what I'm saying. We should be doing... So what I'm saying is that once we... once we, If we're going to have this up and down... Let's put something in place that's sustainable, that's consistent. So even when the tragedy or storm comes, it we keeps us level. Right, right. That would be sustainability. That could use be a huge part of it. And yet, you know, the leadership talks about it. And then look at, where is it? Nothing happens. It's all talk. A year ago. It's all talk. A year ago. That's all we were talking about. Yeah. And now. Not two years even ago, a, even. Two years ago. Now even not a whisper. Yep. Not even a whisper. tourism came back over the summer. Yeah, and it's going to come back. Now it's back down again, but... It's, yeah, but it's going to come back again eventually. Yeah. And then some huge disaster is going to happen again. It's going to sink again. We're going to talk, oh, we should become more sustainable. Well, bullshit. We just can't talk this anymore. We can't talk yeah. about this anymore. It's ridiculous. Agreed. So, yeah, so that's the worst thing. Um, we need to find a way to control tourism to keep it level at a certain level without going over that. Um, we've been talking about it. You know, they've put reservation systems in and stuff like that. But overall, I don't believe that's going to solve the problem either. So nope. when we, there's nothing solidly in place that's going to fix tourism to where it's a consistent level and it's not going over that and it's not going under that. Um, but we need to have a different form of income for Hawaii. Yeah, that's for just sure. the way it is. All right. So thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Thank you. And to all our patrons that continue to keep this show going without you guys, these free shows just would not be possible. 
Mahalos, for you know. sure. So um, now, a question that we have for everybody that's listening. Halloween's coming up. Oh, yeah. We have no clue <laughs> what to do for a Halloween special. Jake. Jake loves, and I'm sure many of you guys love the Halloween shows we do. And I've been going back and listening to Pockets of the shows that I did from with my brother to with Amanda. And they've all been amazing shows. So amazing that we could simply tell you, go back and listen to those shows. They're fucking amazing. <laughs> we don't know what the hell to do. We've kind of done it all. We've Give us some ideas, guys. What can we do? I mean, yeah. we've done movies. We've done music. We've done, we've done haunting stories. We've done... Uh, what left can we do for Halloween? If you guys have any ideas, please let us know. Leave it in our comments. Leave it on our Facebook page or our group, Patrons Only. Uh, Jake, give us some ideas because yeah, we're trying to figure like out. These, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we can come up with an idea and do it. But you know what? L going back and listening to the other ones, I don't know how we can outdo ourselves. Those shows were amazing. I know. So if you guys could help us come up with some ideas for Halloween, we may do a part, uh, uh, one, or we may do one part or two part. Or we may do an extended two-hour Halloween and then take the week of Halloween off. We don't know what we're going to do yet. Um, but the plan was to go ahead and do uh, an episode for the Queen and an episode for the Last King of Hawaii. So we still got to do those. We're trying to figure out if we're just going to go the rest of this month with Halloween specials. And then the next uh, ones will be the King and the Queen. And then we'll go from there. We don't know right mm -hmm. now. So we don't know what we're doing next week right now. Yeah. So, so just we'll keep you posted. Yeah, we'll keep you posted. Let us know. Give us some ideas for a Halloween special. Please. All right. Okay. And hey, really yeah. quickly... I just wanted, this is totally unrelated, but I wanted to throw it out there. Yeah. There's some new Hawaii shows out, and I just want to know if anybody's watched. Um, we have NCIS Hawaii. We have... Um, do I can give you a review right now. Doogie, <laughs> I know what you think. I want to know what everybody else thinks. Oh, okay. On Disney Plus, we have Doogie K. Do Doogie Hauser, right? Well, it's not called that. It's oh, called it's not like, Doogie Hauser. It's, it's a like new one. Doogie K. Aloha or something like that. Kami, um, Alo Kami Aloha? Something. I yeah. totally forget. Yeah. Um, which is really cute. And then there is um, HBO Max, The White Lotus. Ah. So let me know, let us know what you think of any of them if you've watched them. All right. Sounds All right, good. Cool. Okay, so we're going to end it with Sunday Manoa. Honolulu, I am coming back again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Must not have been that bad of a podcast then. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> okay, we'll see you guys next week. All right. Ready? Ready. Shoot. Shoot. Aloha. Aloha. I seem to hear the poly calling me I seem to hear the surf had Vikiki And from Pacific Heights I seem to see the lights Of a city that is very dear to me I seem to see the waving sugar cane The cocoa palms are nodding in the rain In fancy I am led back to dear old Diamond Head 
calling me I seem to hear the surf and Waikiki and from Pacific Heights I seem to see the lights of a city that is very dear to me I seem to see the waving sugar cane the cocoa palms are nodding in the rain in fancy I am led back to dear old diamond head Honolulu speak of Allah, it's all the above, but all the good, yeah? So that is a right way range, Aloha. Whether it's Pono, Maikai, still the same. I don't care how you look at it, it's still Aloha. Be Pono, be righteous.
And I wanna take it higher I wanna get higher 